there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, and youth leader, Tom French. How you doing, Hello, Tom? Hello, everyone. I'm well. How are you, Chris? I'm very well. It is not 10 o'clock at night when we're recording this, and I'm very happy about that. And also, yeah. I'm yeah. in a celebratory mood, Tom. Oh, why? Do you know why? I cannot guess. It's our 14th birthday, Tom. Our 14th oh podcast birthday. Happy birthday. We're in, we're in year nine. What a great time to be alive. Yeah. And year nine is the greatest of all years at school, as everyone knows. I think everyone looks back on year nine and just says, yep, that was the peak. That was, that was cruisy. I felt content and at I home knew who I was and, and I was friends. happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how was youth group, Tom? Oh, well, we're getting straight into it. Um, we had a good time. We went to a place called Go Climb. So uh, we split up into three different groups. All our small groups did different socials. So one group, the oldest group went to play mini golf. And then the middle group, they play, no, they went to the movies. They went and saw the new Mario movie. And my group, which is all the year sixes, we went to indoor rock climbing, at a, which is at a clip and climb place. So you don't have to belay anyone. They just do it all themselves. They cool. climb up the walls. And we did that for an hour. And then they climbed down and went home. It was super easy, barely an inconvenience. It was great. Great. <laughs> I was, um, I was, sorry, I think you go. Go, go. Sorry, I should... Uh... <laughs> Oh, really? Um, <laughs> no, it's just you it had a little look on your face when I said that. And No, um, I knew what you were referencing, but then you yeah, didn't yeah, I was like, me you, in. So. I, th- I was like, are you going to make a, do any response? And then you didn't. So that look, was like, oh, I'm no, going to no, need no, you no. to get all the way off my back <laughs> about that one, Tom. Um, actually, I was also busy thinking when you said that you went to go climb. Um, yeah. Do you know why we have go and went instead of go and goad? <laughs> It's been no. a grammar trivia for you. Go and go. No way. Well, because we used to say wend and went. So like you wend your way somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so yep. it was wend I've and went. And then um, wend kind of slipped out and go became the more common one. And so now we have go and went. So we could have had wend climb. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's helpful to know. I don't know how it's helpful, but thanks. Thanks Look, for the trivia. You come for the youth group chat, but you stay for the grammar trivia. <laughs> Is that grammar? It's vocab trivia, I guess. Vocab, yeah. I read that. I read about Wend in a book once, but I don't. Mm. I don't remember where. It was Wendy and Peter Pan. That yes, that was it. That was where I learned about Wend. Speak, speaking, <laughs> no, I don't want to get distracted. Except that if you've ever read John Marsden's book, The Art of Growing Up, which I really did not like, but he has a lot to say about Wendy and Peter Pan. So just really, if you, yeah. Anyway, I so, feel like I'm not that interested in John Marsden's hot takes about most things at this point. Yeah, um, I realized after reading that book that I was not interested either. Um, I don't, I didn't mind his fiction when I was a young adult, but um, yeah, once I got his just his opinions, I no, nah, 
Not. You know, and like I know that this is not meant to be a John Marston podcast, <laughs> nor do I have any interest in starting a John Marston spin-off podcast. But I went back and read Tomorrow When the War Began, like not that recently, but as an adult. And I remember yeah. as a youth reading it and thinking it was the most exciting thing I'd ever read. Yeah. Now, compared to, you know, the current landscape of young adult fiction, it is really slow and tame and weirdly structured and mm. low stakes for a like a series about the whole nation being invaded but yeah anyway there you go young adult fiction it's come a long way yeah thanks thanks phoenix files taking it up a, up you're a notch you're welcome <laughs> Not okay anyway where so i was we... intending for this conversation to go but i'll take so it. we wended our way to wind climb and uh <laughs> we had we had about seven seven kids there and it was just a, like it was just a really nice night um like it really just easy like you turn up pay the money someone else puts your harnesses on the kids uh or the oh can i ask you a question i keep saying kids on this podcast and do you do you call the young people at your youth group kids or youth or i try to avoid people? kids yeah. i find that i say kids occasionally um but in if you go back and listen to the podcast archive, um, yeah. I will you'll hear me say kids sometimes, but then you'll hear me quickly in the next sentence say youths, youths, <laughs> or the <laughs> young people. Our youth, I think I say most of the time, um, because I'm correcting myself because I'm trying to get out of the habit. Because I think kids, like I don't mean it to be demeaning, but it feels like the time in your life when you least want to be a kid or least want to be labeled a kid mm. is when you're a teenager, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So when I, I'm when I was trying to respect that. When I was first in youth ministry, because I was I was very young myself. Like I was literally a teenager when I first started being employed to run mm. to youth ministry. I was really careful not to say kids. And then I've noticed like lately, now that I'm older, I'm like, ah, like, the kids <laughs> and I mean particularly when I'm talking about uh people in year six they really do feel like kids um but I I just I just feel like I've gotten into the habit of calling them kids and I want to try and stop it again because yeah even even if they might technically be children until they're 18 uh then I don't ever call them children um, but I'd like to, so I'd like to call them young people. It's just nothing sounds as good as kids, like the youths or the young people or the the crew. Like there's nothing that works as well the youth as kids. Singular is the youth. Yeah, the youth at my youth group. Yeah, um, but if I was in that context when I was like, oh, and he put harnesses on the youth. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't flow as well. Yeah, it's when you're trying to give a non-identifying description of one of them it is yeah, difficult like in regular youth. conversation at youth group you just use their yeah. name and that solves that problem yeah. so maybe it's a podcast only issue it could be anyway so the, we're with the year six crew and they were all harnessed up and they did climbing we played some some impromptu games about like timing ourselves to climb up the wall like we had this one there's a wall there where you can press a button and it would give you a time as as you climbed up and you pressed a button at the top and then it then people like you compete to see who can go the fastest whatever like so i did it so rubik's that, cubing 
like that, but climbing a wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you would, and so I, I did a thing where I wrote down a time and I said, whoever can get closest to the time. A climbing wall, if not a vertical Rubik's cube. I think it's uh, it's it's a climbing. It's not. It's nothing like a vertical Rubik's cube. <laughs> like really, like like it. There's there's things stuck to a wall and you climb it. You don't ever climb a Rubik's Look, cube. It, it was a loose nothing. analogy, Tom. But it was. Let's. It was or yeah, a non-analogy. It was. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Sorry. Thanks. Continue with your thanks story. For... <laughs> Probably not worth the interruption in hindsight, but <laughs> carry Look, on. We, as they say in. Um, in improvisation, you're meant to go with yes and, but mm. uh, in that moment, I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to no, do it. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so the point was, I I wrote down a time, and they had to climb the wall to get closest to the time. So I wasn't like competitive in terms of who could be the fastest, but who could climb up the wall at the most precise time. It turns out the kid who was the quickest was also the one who was the closest. Um, oh, the youth who was the quickest was the closest um but i think what i noticed there was like we had one kind of uh young person who was he was the one who was the fastest but also he wanted to prove how fast he was compared to me and i'm not slow on the walls compared to most of the young people but there's there's definitely one or two who are faster than me but and this young person was is a regular climber and he was like i want to I want to beat you. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're going to beat me because you're pretty fast. Like, well, I want to do it. And then we're having this, I went to compete knowing that I was going to lose. And the thing that was going through my head was what am I meant to do to do this in a way that is um, not like my, that my ego is okay that I'm going to get beaten by an 11 year old climbing up a wall, which is fine. Like my, my ego is fine with it. I was very prepared for that to happen but in a way that's also helpful for him in his relationship with me that he's that he's able to beat me at climbing up a wall like it, like is that a is that a good thing for him or is it enjoyment of you know beating me like what what does that do for our relationship beyond climbing the wall that's mm. kind of, and I, I didn't know that's not, i i had no end kind of point except that i know that he's going to win and so i've got to do it graciously and in a way that encourages him and doesn't get too caught up about my ego. But I also, yeah, but beyond that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how, like how would Jesus respond if he was going to get beaten by an 11 year old climbing up a wall? I just, I could yeah. not get my head around that. Like when that's a real puzzle for you to try and figure <laughs> out, Tom, it's almost like the wall was like your vertical Rubik's cube. Almost. But it was more just like a wall with uh, okay. handholds on it. <laughs> yes, and Tom. Yes, and okay. Well, yes, and there was actually a wall there that looked a bit like a Rubik's cube. They had squares, in different colors, squares that were of different colors: yellow, red, and blue. And I could climb the squares, but that was not the wall I was climbing up. It was just <laughs> the frustration <laughs> with which you are yes ending right now, kind of uh, cancels out the yes ending. Yeah, um, a serious response to your question though um i think that uh the act of willingly engaging like yes ending his request for a competition is i think the best thing 
like that you'd already done the thing by agreeing to compete because you know if you compete and win that's a fun moment that you can look back on and if you compete and lose then you know he can look back on that and go that guy was willing to have a go even though he knew i was gonna smash him (laughs) yeah it was I, i think like part of what was i was thinking about was like there's this um moment where you when you're young when you realize that you're better than adults at some mm. things and and for this young person this is the beginning of term 2 of youth group for him and he's already if he's already besting me there's nothing to achieve beyond that in that like i remember like when i was i was like 16 years old and i, I used to like wrestle my dad at home we'd like push it we'd meet in the middle of our house and we had like the front door at one end of the back of the kitchen the other and then we'd push each other and see who could get the other person to the back door or the front door or or the back of the kitchen and he beat me regularly until i was like about 15 or 16 i think and then and then i beat him once and then i never did it again i was like oh it's done now and i think what was going through my head was like well i guess i didn't lose respect for my dad but i was like if this for this young person if it's like oh well I've beaten I've beaten him now there's nothing more to achieve is is there any I don't know I like like it really is I'm just thinking about this and there's no end point in thinking about it except I guess it's what is it what do we how do we help young people have uh engagement with us and uh real engagement where they can compete and win but also there's some kind of level of expectation of um that we're able to continue to evolve in our relationship with young people. Mm. And sometimes they can beat us at things, um, but we maintain respect and um, authority in other places. Like I, I'm sure he'll, he's not going to be like, well, I beat him on a climbing wall, so I don't have to listen to him about the Bible. Um, no, I anyway. think he's going to be like, he was willing to compete with me on the climbing wall. And so I do want to listen to him when he talks about what matters to him. Yeah. I also think it's like just great to give young people a win at the thing that they're good at, especially like a public win, you know, like we had at youth group on Friday, we um, did this cooking activity and a couple of our year 11s, I had no idea, a couple of year 11 boys who were like just super into it. I think they do food tech at school and they were both like, um, like they just went all in and took it super seriously and like took forever to plate up their like slice thing that they'd made. And like everyone agreed like theirs was the best one and one of them came up to me and was like um like afterwards and was like what did you think and i was like it was like it was legitimately very good and he was (laughs) stoked like because it was his thing and like to have that that win felt like you know not like a um keystone moment in our relationship but it was just like an opportunity for him to shine Mm. and for me to be able to affirm him in like, yeah, you did really well, man. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think that is my thoughts on that. Yeah. I was going to launch into a whole other thing and then realized I was basically going to say the same thing again. But yeah. You heard it the first time or if well, not, there you go. just go back 30 seconds and listen again. They, they were, I think they were, yeah, well, they were my reflections. And I think probably it partly just comes from the fact that I also realized that I'm just older than I was. And so I'm not yeah. as good at climbing walls as I used to be. The other youth leader I was doing it with is uh, like, you know, 14 years younger than me. And he was 
definitely the quickest person up the wall. And then I mm. said to him, I'm, I'm not getting any more youth leaders who are younger and quicker than me. From now on, it's only old leaders. Well, that's so a I shrinking can... pool, Tom. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was also, um, I was only I was slightly joking. So he's allowed to stay, <laughs> stay on. But I, I, yeah, I think there's, you know, still partly me going, well, there's less and less things that I'm going to actually be better at the youth at in terms mm. of physical ability than I used to be. And I was never physically good at anything much except when I was competing against 11-year-olds. But even that's, a, you know, there's less of that happening. So um, it's it's probably just about my identity, really, my mm. own crisis of strength and ability rather than anything else. Yeah. Let's talk about your youth group before I uh, go and buy myself a convertible. Um, I am fascinated by your aspirations of owning a convertible on a youth leader's salary, <laughs> but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, so we were also back for the first week. Um, we're doing an overview of the Bible, and so I did a talk on Genesis 1, and it Ooh. wasn't very good, I don't think. Like, it was fine. Um, I My comment to one of the other leaders was it was um, one draft away from being pretty good or one, like, practice run away from me being able to, uh, like, salvage it just by being good at talking on the fly. Um <laughs> but it was missing both of those things. Like it was fine. I just tried to say too much and, um, but it didn't really matter um, because the discussion groups were still really good from the sound of things like ours. Uh, like my um, discussion group went really well. Like there was one particular person who was like just very, I like he's just a very science-minded person and it really mattered to him that there was a way to understand this Genesis stuff that meshed with like what he knows to be true from the world of science and I think was really you know a helpful conversation for him to be able to go like oh I don't have to choose between these things because I know mm. the science is true and I really want this stuff to be true too Mm. And I think he went away, um, you know, feeling a bit more confident that he could have both, which felt like a win. And like the activity was really good. I didn't do that. And um, it was. Uh, was it like cooking, uh, cooking creation? Like you were, that was the connection point. So um, one of our other leaders put up um, four pictures of like old grandma slices and assigned mm each group to try and make one um by whatever means they could and so they had like a pantry of things that um they were looking at and some of them googled recipes and some of them just tried to wing it and they just like went and got stuff from the pantry and made their creations and this is an indicator of how like awake i was that as she was explaining it i was like oh this is like lego masters but for food and then i went <laughs> no it's Probably more like MasterChef, actually, because that is Lego Masters, but for food. Um, <laughs> and she had a, the leader who was running it, had a more kind of complicated scoring system in mind and like um, was going to do an official judging and stuff. And all of that kind of fell by the wayside. Um, but 
it didn't matter. It was like a great activity. And I think that's part of like one, like I, I said this to at least one of the other leaders and um, it, it's kind of, I guess the, the thing that I would say to people listening who are wondering about like how you judge the success of an activity. And I think part of the skill of running activities like that at youth group is being willing to let the, uh, let your version of what you thought it was going to look like fall by the wayside a little bit. Mm. If something better is going on on the fly, um, just to be willing to kind of either cut your losses on something or to be like, no, actually this wasn't how I planned for it to go, but this is working. So let's just roll with this. Mm. Um, and the other thing um, that the leader asked me about was like, or she commented that I think she said that she needed to get better at explaining things. And I was like, no, I don't actually think you, I think you're really good at explaining things. My one piece of feedback would be, they're not very good at listening to explanations. And so the more, like one thing that I've really tried to start doing recently with activities is do stuff that you can learn on the fly, that the re- the rules kind of reveal themselves to you as you play the game or do the thing. Yep. Um, like I think that, you know, next time, Almost all the explanation you needed was look at these photos. There's ingredients in the other hall. You're all going to make one. You've got 20 minutes, go. And then as they're going, you can figure out what other instructions they need. But I think that's a skill that I am learning and wanting to kind of um, help all of our team to hone is just like figuring out the minimal instructions you need to just get the thing going because the more time you spend actually doing the thing the better it is because on especially on friday night no one wants to sit and listen for five minutes and it wasn't this week but like no one wants to sit and listen for five minutes while you you know just run through all the minutia of something they just want to go do it um and so i think one thing that i want us to keep leaning into is like how do we hone not just the activity but the way that we explain it so Mm. that they're getting into doing the fun thing as quickly as possible Um, yeah because the battle to keep kids quiet and listening and focused let's save that for the core stuff that we really want to um you know like the gospel stuff that we actually really want them to focus on if they bend the rules in a game a little bit as long as it's not causing a fight i'm kind of okay with that but what about the morality of bending rules and you know got a, that's got a thing good to morals think about as well yeah um yes that is that's when i really know that um parents and friends understand what we're doing at youth group when they say i love that you're teaching them good morals i get i get um, that from hairdressers quite regularly well no i don't anymore i did and then I cut, started cutting my own hair. But they're like, oh, it's great what you're doing for young people. Got to give them a sense of morals. I mean, morals are good. Yeah, they. I mean, depends what your morals are, but. Oh, mm, that's true. <laughs> that is a good point. Well, I wrote, I just finished writing a whole book on that. So um, hopefully we can have some morals chat when inevitably sometime in August or September one of these podcast episodes is sponsored by oh, I look my new forward book. to it. Hopefully just once. How, how to Have Morals by Chris Morphew. 
how to have good morals. Oh, good morals. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Do we talk about next week? Do we have any mail? Do we have any mail in the mailbox? Um, we can I just give you one more reflection? Oh yeah, sorry, you're cutting off your um, reflections. No, no, I just I sort of halfway said this and then we moved on, but um, I was struck again by um, even when like it's really important to try and do the talk well. It's really important to like do the best talk that we can do. But man, God is gracious, and it is interesting to me how very often the youth still hear what they need to hear, even if you didn't say it as clearly as you might have. Um, and I just think it's you know a, a testament to the power and the work of God's Spirit, even through our weakness, that there will be times when I, you know, give a talk that I know is not that great, and yet. God still uses it. So I want to live in the tension of like not letting myself off the hook from doing the best job that I can, but also, you know, when as happened um, last Friday, it doesn't go amazingly. It, uh, it's okay because like the real stuff is not anything I can do in my own power anyway. So that was my reflection. There might be the um, like the enduring theme of this podcast that might not go that well, but you know, isn't God good? He's going to get yeah. it done anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as enduring themes of the podcast go, that's better than a ill-advised Rubik's cube metaphor. So <laughs> let's roll with that. Um, to answer your other question, uh, we don't have. Oh, I did get one email from someone asking for the PowerPoint slides that I use for PowerPoint oh, yeah. karaoke, and they were asking. Um, if we were going to do a um, website with resources on it, um, which I know that somewhere on your website, yeah, and I forget where you put tomfrench.com.au youth group podcast, I think. I'm going to fact check you now. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, there it is. Here Tom are those scavenger hunt resources you wanted. Yeah. Um, great. Um, if you want, I can stick it. You can. I can stick it up there. Or you can make your own one. Then people have to go to your website. Ooh, I feel like at some point we should have some sort of centralized place to put this stuff. Yeah, we should. Um, and I'm happy for it to be at tomfriends.com.au slash youth group podcast. If you want, um, that is not gonna make me sad if you're capitalizing on all of our um several clicks from yeah this podcast well then good we can send along i'll stick it up um all right next week tom what are you doing next week we are talking about power and uh so we're gonna look at the story of uh the bleeding woman and jairus's daughter and the power you know differences that are in there jesus power the power of the the man who runs a synagogue, the power of the woman who is a social outcast, the power of the 12-year-old girl, and um, thinking about, you know, how do we experience power, how do we use power, and we'll probably play some games that in- involve power, and, um, yeah, we're, we're going to think about power, which which hopefully will be helpful for our young people. What about you? Great. That Bible passage is the source of my most enduring tattoo idea. 
Um, <laughs> if I get a tattoo, it'll be from that. Are um, you going to say Talithakum? It is. Oh. Um, because, yeah. you know, working as I do as a girls' school chaplain, yeah. I kind of have to believe that Jesus is still in the business of bringing little girls back to life. So That's great. I love there it. There you go. So if I get a tattoo, but ironically, if I get a tattoo on my forearm, which is where I would get it, I wouldn't be able to wear short sleeve shirts to that school <laughs> because I'd have to cover it up. So it's a real catch-22, which is part of why I haven't got a tattoo yet. Get on um, your forehead. Then, uh, then I have to wear a cap all day or a headband <laughs> or a bandana. I wonder what if bandanas you... are within the school dress code. <laughs> what are you doing next week? Um, I personally am not doing anything except emceeing the night because um, someone else is doing the talk on Genesis 3 and someone else is organizing the activity, which is some kind of tower building thing competitive tower building and someone else is even organizing supper so um look who's learning to delegate tom it's gonna be gonna gonna be a relaxing night for you delegating is like a rubik's cube tom it is if it's too one-sided you all the rest is out of whack unless all of the sides are equally (laughs) let me workshop it let me keep let me keep working on it okay good um I also have a, a big youth group related idea, Tom, that I would like to discuss with you, but it might um, need its own. Well, it, we are up to minute number 30 of our <laughs> at maximum 30 minute podcast. So maybe it's for next week. Next um, week. But I have an idea. Of, I want to do like a, a youth group, like big day in. Like, you know how when um, church camps don't happen one year and you do a big day in at church instead what about a youth group big day in i think that could be a fun idea um and great so anyway let's talk i look forward to hearing more we've got more time (laughs) okay that sounds good can you tell us though lastly why you say nailed it again before we because that's what you you did promise that okay um so well why don't you play the music and then i'll tell you at the end as is fitting Oh, okay. It could be like a bonus feature, like an end credits scene. All right. Well, then the music should be coming whenever it gets there. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank my family. Um, I'd like to thank... Oh, the music's playing. Um, Thank you all. I love you so much. Um, Go to tomfrance.com.au and um, you can find out more about Tom's stuff. Um, This is such an honor. Uh, See you next week. chrismulkey.com Nailed it again. So years ago, um, I, with a bunch of year one students at my school, created this rap music video that I created this like hip hop version of My God is So Big with like verses and stuff. And as we were recording it, um, they got to the end of a just like fine take and this girl with absolute confidence threw her microphone down and went nailed it again (laughs) and that ended up being the last moments of that music video and so that is why at the end of every podcast i say nailed it again in honor because in honor of that um she was a child i can say she was a kid she's a youth now but anyway nailed it again. great nailed it again